Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of Walk On Radio Humphreys. We are at 20 episodes of doing this. How do you feel about everything going on in Walk On Radio and how we've, you know, gotten 20 episodes in? Yeah, Dalton, you know, this was, a, this was an idea that, uh, that you came to me uh, earlier in the summer about, you know, wanting to do some sort of uh, sports radio talk show thing. You know, I know that has a lot to do with your, uh, the degree you're getting in college right now. And so I was, I was flattered that you came to me um, as a fellow sports watcher and, and, and a guy that feels like he knows a lot about sports. And so, you know, I've had a blast doing it. And to say we've done 20 episodes and, you know, we've had the, the viewership that we've had and the, the engagement on Twitter that we've had, it's really been a lot of fun. Yeah, I figure, you know, we watch football every single day. We always talk about it as a group. Why not start something where we can get it out there and express our feelings? And I knew if there's anybody that was going to do it with me, it was going to be you, Humphreys. You know the game. I love the game. We love talk about it. But anyway, let's get on to this week's episode. We've got a lot of good things to talk about, some bad things. Let's start off with some, some local news, some, some high school football news. Our boys, the Huntsville Hornets and Huntsville High School, they're ranked number four. And they got a nice little playoff matchup coming up. Why don't you tell them about it? Yeah, Dalton, so, uh, you know, it's, it's unique for us because uh, obviously neither of us went to Huntsville High School, but we've, we've kind of taken a, a little bit of a fandom towards the Hornets just because that's, that's the hometown team, uh, you know, where we live now at Sam Houston State. Uh, and they're really good. You know, we followed them all year. They they uh, they're undefeated thus far. You know, they played Nacogdoches this weekend. And so, you know, if 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 you look into it, um, we didn't get Battle of the Pawnee Woods this fall, unfortunately, with Sam Houston and SFA. But Huntsville versus Nacogdoches to me, that's that's a smaller version of the Battle of the Pawnee Woods. Now I know you probably haven't paid attention to Nacogdoches High School. We. We follow Huntsville, we go to their games once in a while, but we don't really look into it too much. If you had to pick this matchup, who would you t- take? Would you take the hometown team of Huntsville, or would you just give a little upset? You know you know me, I like them hot takes, them hot picks, and go with Nacogdoches. Yeah, so I know that, uh, I do know that Nacogdoches uh, struggled this year, um, that they uh, they actually played Marshall last week to get into the playoffs, and, and I know Marshall because that was in my district uh, when I was in high school, so I, I do know a little bit about it. I am a Texas high school football fan. Uh, but, you know, I, I saw Huntsville enough, kept up with them enough to know that they are dominant. And I, I think that a lot of people think that they can make a really deep playoff run. So uh, definitely going to take the Hornets in this one. Yeah, I would go with Huntsville, too. Their D-line is something special. They got oh, two yeah. D-linemen that get a lot of offers. They're both brothers. So they got a really good defense. They got a nice quarterback who's only a sophomore. He can really run around. He's, he's getting better at throwing. and It's really fun to watch and go to the game. You know, we don't really get the opportunity without with, with us not being able to play football, get a time to enjoy football. We get to go and sit and watch the game. So it's going to be really fun to watch those two. We'll let you all know what happens next week. And uh, talking about Sam Houston, there's some other news that's been – it was rumored a long time ago. We didn't bring it up because we didn't think it was serious. It kind of is coming to fruition now, and uh, it's the WAC Conference. Humphreys, tell them about it and what's going on. Do you think this is going to come through? The whack. Uh, so, yeah, you know, a couple months ago there was rumors that, uh, you know, some Southland teams were looking at moving to a new conference uh, such as the WAC. Uh, but just recently – there seems to be some buzz around it uh, that that maybe maybe some things are actually happening. Uh, you know, the the rumor right now is that Abilene Christian, uh, Lamar, Sam Houston State, and Stephen F. Austin would uh, leave the Southland Conference and go and play in the WAC. Uh, you know, just looking at it, I don't I don't know all the ins and outs uh, of it, but just looking at it, it looks to be more of a uh, a basketball move. You know, maybe maybe improve the RPI uh, rating, which that's the, the standard 
uh, rating, you know, to um, say how good your your basketball conference is as a whole. Uh, for football, you know, there's been, I mean, I know the WAC used to be an FBS conference, you know, Boise State, you know, when Boise State came about, that's, that's what conference they were playing in. Um, to me, I it's not realistic for us to move up to FBS uh, right now, you know, maybe along down the lines, but I just know that there's a lot that goes into that. So with that being said, I think that uh, the WAG will be an FCS conference. Uh, you know, you could see you could see some uh, some Texas schools, you know, like I mentioned, coming out of the Southland and maybe paired with some New Mexico, Utah, California area schools. Yeah, I saw that there was, you know, there was Southern Utah maybe getting there, a Dixie State, Tarleton's coming and moving into yep. FCS. So there's a bunch of different options. This this is my thing about the the WAC the WAC conference. It's it's a shot to the Southland because we were really close. There's the big three of the FCS conferences, and I mean the Southland was right there. They were they were one step away from getting into that major player position. And I think by taking a bunch of teams out like that, and you know they're probably going to move more teams in the Southland, and hopefully it'll still stay competitive. We were really close to making it a big brand name. It's really a shame that they're going to move a bunch of people out, but it'll be really fun to compete in the in the WAC conference. It's a new competition, new taste for us as a player. Humph, how do you feel? Like, what was your reaction when you heard about this, and how do you feel about the WAC conference? Well, personally, you know, to touch on what you had to say about the Southland, I agree. Uh, I I enjoy playing in the Southland conference because. You know, I'm kind of a homer. I think it's neat that you know our conference is is a Southern thing, and it, you know it's cool that our competition resides in Texas and Louisiana and Arkansas. Like that's that's pretty cool. But you know, maybe maybe we don't know the whole story, Dalton. Maybe maybe those teams, the Louisiana schools, are are looking to get out. Okay, and and let's say that they are. Well, we don't want to be the ones left behind. So you know, at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for your university. Uh, and and you know, in this situation, I kind of see like an Incarnate Word or or a uh, Houston Baptist kind of being left out in the cold, and, and you know, not really being invited to be a part of a new conference. You know, Central Arkansas has already announced that they're going to join the A Sun, um, and, and so. Maybe there's just a uh, a huge realignment coming in at the FCS level. Yeah, and it's a shame for the Houston Baptists and the Incarnate Words because they just started getting really good. Houston Baptist offense just started picking up. You know, Incarnate Word won the conference a couple of years ago. They're still a very good team. So this whole realignment is going to affect a lot of teams. It's going to affect Sam Houston, but it's going to be fun competition for us. I'm the opposite of you. I love traveling around and going to different stadiums, going to if we go to a Utah, if we go to a California. I think it's going to be really fun, you know, be able to travel as a group. One of my favorite memories is always the hotel trips with the yeah. players and the and the bus drives. You know, they're always long and they're not fun, but you, you, you bond with your team. So being able to fly to California, get to stay there for a little bit and compete, it'll be really fun. So hopefully they'll get the alignment figured out. They're going to tell us who's in the conference and uh, we'll know who we're playing in the up and coming weeks. And, you know, but that with that being said, said though we don't know when this is taking place it it could be it could be as late as 2022 you know this isn't something that's gonna take place in the spring and and in my opinion it's not even going to be next fall you know when a couple years back when A&M and Nebraska and Colorado and all those teams shifted around which power five conference they were a part of that was known you know two years uh prior to it actually happening and so you know 
yeah, we're going to find out what's going on probably in the coming weeks, but I, it's not going to be a sudden change or anything. And uh, another question with the WAC conference, do you think this had anything to do with the coronavirus, or do you think that realignment was coming and this was coming from years past and it was just eventually going to happen? Yeah, I, like I said, I think maybe there there's some things that we don't know uh, in the higher-ups of, of the Southland Conference possibly. Uh, and, you know, I know that, you know, sometimes teams just need to change. Um when all that happened in the Power Five all those years ago, that that's what it seemed like. You know, you had A and M, who was you know a good Big Twelve, a competitive Big Twelve school. Uh, obviously, their proximity to the rest of the conference made sense, and they up and go to the SEC. So you know, there there's different factors. Every school is different. Every conference is different. Uh, but I, I trust in in Sam Houston's administration that they're making the right move, uh, and I'm I'm excited for for whoever we play. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll keep you all updated as we find out more information, and as you will too. And uh, talking about conferences, another conference that's kind of uh, in the news right now is the Big Ten, and uh, there's a lot of issues with Ohio State. Them their game getting canceled, the Big Ten championship. Talk to me what's going on with the Big Ten, and do you agree with everything that's happening? Well, I'll say about the Big Ten. You know, props to them for uh, getting a season together and playing, but they by far have been the most disappointing conference this year because of how they've handled some things. Uh, I, I I know that every school, every conference has had corona issues, but it just seems like the Big Ten is is the most common one you hear about. You know, you they cancel games. It seems like weekly, uh, and, and now all of a sudden, okay, we're getting a we're getting a situation where. They've made a rule, okay, where you have to play X amount of games to be eligible for their conference title. Well, now their beloved Ohio State is going to fall short of that because of the Michigan game cancellation. And now it looks like they're going to change the rule and allow Ohio State to be able to play in the Big Ten Championship. And to me, that's that's just, you know, if you're going to make a rule, make a rule that you're not going to break, okay? And I know it's good for the Big Ten to have the Buckeyes in the college football playoff. But like I said, don't make a rule if if you're just going to break it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's kind of unfair. And I, I get it. It's Ohio State. That is the Big Ten Conference. That's their shot at the national championship. But you made that rule, and they got to stick with it. Am I saying I want an Indiana versus Northwestern Big Ten championship? Yeah, I do. That would be really interesting. But instead, teams are going to change the rule. They're going to go Ohio State. It's going to end up being Northwestern uh, in the Big Ten championship. It's probably going to be Ohio State winning by a lot. I don't know. It's it's unfair. It's unfair for them. But uh, another thing that was maybe could have happened, a lot of rumors, but it's looking like it's not going to happen, was Ohio State versus A&M. A&M also had a game canceled, and everyone was saying, look, play them at the Liberty Bowl in uh, Memphis, Ohio State versus A&M in a game. This is a big prove game for A&M if they would have won that game. How would you feel about that game, and who do you think would have won? Uh, man, well, I'll say this. If I'm A&M, I'm offering to fly up to Columbus and play Ohio State because, you know, Ohio State, they have to decide whether they think they can get in without a conference championship. And I'm saying, I'm saying this if the Big Ten doesn't change the rule, okay, but – they would have to decide if they could get in without a conference title. A&M is not going to to play for a conference championship. Therefore, they do not control their own destiny. Some other things have to happen for them to play in the college football playoff. But if they, you know, if they hypothetically fly up to Ohio State, beat Ohio State, okay, 
Well, that's to me, that's that's as play-in game as it gets for the playoffs. I, that would be a, a huge win for either program, but more so A&M. Yeah, and I think a- A&M doesn't really have anything to lose. No. <clears throat> if they end up losing and they get dropped down, they're still going to get a good bowl game. Yep. You, they're not going to make it this Final Four without beating one of those teams. So having this chance to play Ohio State would have been anything. Now, you know, situations happen and it's not going to end up happening. But uh, I, it, w- it was really interesting. It would have been a really good game. Now, I asked you who, who would win that game in Europe. If we had to pick them right now, who would you take A&M versus Ohio State? I, you know, I think A&M has, has been been a product of an easy schedule all year. You know, they, they got blown out by a great Alabama team, uh, and then they beat a, a really good Florida team, and that's a huge win. But in my opinion, I think they lose to Florida nine times out of ten. They just happen to play them that one time uh, where they beat them. And so props to them. You know, they've made the most of a, of a weak SEC schedule this season. You know, Auburn's really not that great. LSU is terrible. Uh, and so they've, they've kind of beaten up on that middle-of-the-pack uh, group. And so for that, I would take Ohio State and Justin Fields. Yeah, and it's funny you brought up the strength of schedule because I saw a stat. They, they showed like this little this graphic on the board. A&M has the sixth-ranked strength of schedule, and Ohio State has a 32nd. So, and I know the SEC teams end up being disappointments, but they're still SEC, and it was still a lot of hard games. So I would also take Ohio State. I just think A&M doesn't have a good enough passing game to get around Ohio State. But let me bring up this scenario. Let's say Ohio State doesn't get a Big Ten championship opportunity. A&M, they don't get the SEC championship because it's Florida, Alabama. So they both don't have a championship under their belt. Who get? Who would you rather have in the playoffs, Ohio State or A&M? And if you think, who do you think in the playoff committee will pick out of the two teams? Okay, so let me can I let me ask you this. In, in your hypothetical, who wins the SEC championship? Is it Bama or Florida? I would say Alabama. Okay, so essentially that knocks Florida out, okay? Now, here's another question. Who wins the ACC championship? Notre Dame or Clemson? Ooh. Because because here's why. Here's why I say that. If Clemson wins, We've talked about it, but I think Notre Dame stays in the playoff, okay? Now, if Notre Dame beats Clemson, Clemson's out. So what, do you, what, what, what is the situation? Well, if I, if I had to do a pick em right now between Clemson and Notre Dame and Trevor Lawrence is back, I would say Clemson wins. So I would say Clemson wins that game. Okay, so, so we're saying that Clemson's in, we're saying that Bama's in, and we're saying that Notre Dame is probably in, okay? So you're asking me no conference championship, Ohio State, and A and M. That's what you're asking. Well, even if like so, if Notre Dame doesn't win the ACC championship, I guess that would also count that they don't have a championship either. So, but they played. But they played in it. They so you'd automatically lock them in as a third spot, even I, if they lost that game. Yes, I think if if they play a close game with Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, they will be the fourth seed in the playoff okay. or the third seed. Maybe. I can agree but, with that. Well, and you know they they beat them. They beat them earlier in the year. I know they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, but obviously that was still a a monumental win. Uh, and, and with the way Ian Book is playing, I, I think that Notre Dame truly deserves a spot with one loss. Okay. Uh, okay, so Ohio State, no conference championship, Ohio State, or A&M. I am, man, I'm a firm, firm believer that you have to at least play in your conference championship. Um, not necessarily win it, because I know that would that would mean that Notre Dame couldn't play in it, and I just said that. But I don't know, man. I'm probably still going Ohio State. Uh, you know they've got a Heisman contender at quarterback. They've they've really blown everyone out uh, for the most part. I know they had they played close with a really talented Indiana, uh, but I think at the end of the day, 
if Ohio State didn't make the playoff, one of the top four teams in the nation would be playing. And you also brought up, you know, you said that if you lose, just like Notre Dame, they lost the AC championship, but they still competed. Would you not put Florida in that conversation for the fourth spot, even though they lost the SEC championship? Or do you think because they lost to A&M earlier in the year, that will kick them out? Yeah, that, that's the thing. I, there's never been a two-loss team in the playoffs, and that definitely is not going to start this year. Yeah, I, I think in my if this whole scenario happened, I would put A&M in there. Look, I, I think they played more games, and based on the strength of schedule, they were ranked higher. And I, 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 it, I'm interested. You know, you talk about the MVP in the NFL, you want someone new. And I'm always good with someone new coming in. I think it'd be really fun to see A&M in that fourth spot and try to upset somebody. You know, Notre Dame, they make the playoffs every year and every time they get blown out. So there's always that one team. So let's have A&M get a shot in there, try to run around and see what they could do. It'd be a really fun match. Hey, let me let me say this, okay? So you said, you said A&M get that fourth spot, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's why that can't happen, okay? So... Let's say let's say that the playoffs is Alabama SEC champs, Clemson ACC champs, Notre Dame ACC runner up, and A and M. Okay, they 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 slide in. Okay, if A and M is the fourth seed, that would probably mean that Clemson is two, and Notre Dame is three, making it. Notre Dame versus Clemson for the third time this year. They're not going to do that. They that they wouldn't true. do that. They would. They would probably if if that happened, they would probably put A and M third, and put them versus Clemson and Alabama versus Notre Dame. And those are those would be really. Two I'm not really saying that's good correct. I'm not saying that's correct. But you and I both know they are not going to put Clemson and Notre Dame for the third time this season. Well, you know, and ba- and, and back to back at that, They're, they would play. They would play within three weeks of each other. But hear me out. <laughs> Notre Dame wins game one. Clemson wins games two. It's like, it's like the rubber match. Oh, my of, of goodness. A, it, what, what a rivalry of this year like that a, would it's be. It's like a baseball series. I'm kind of interested in that. <laughs> now, let's say, and I, I think I know this answer, just for fun, A&M versus Clemson. Who do you think would come out with a victory? Clemson by a lot. Um, but here's the deal. I, I hate A&M. You guys know that if you've listened to the show. But if I'm an A&M fan, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm. This is tough to say, but I'm taking a blowout loss in the college football playoff, rather than a New Year's Six bowl win. Oh yeah, for sure. I I, I think I think that's fair. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously it would be awesome to go and win the Sugar Bowl or whatever bowl, the Orange Bowl. I don't know. But but a playoff appearance, you know, what does that do for a program? I mean, are they the kings of Texas football if if they make the playoffs? I, I think so. Uh, as unfortunate as that is to say, but I'm taking a blowout loss. In the semifinals, uh, over over just about anything for A and M. Yeah, and it, it'll give them good seating the next year. The recruiting will be their recruiting's really good already with Jimbo. But saying they made the playoffs is a great point. And uh, look at Georgia a couple years back when they lost to Texas in the Sugar Bowl. A lot of people said that Georgia just they didn't really care about the Sugar Bowl because they got snubbed from that playoff. So it would definitely be a hit for them. But uh, they did have a great year all around, and hopefully they can keep it going. Jimbo Fisher is a great coach. You saw what he did at Florida State. So uh, it'll be really fun to see A&M. That's a and great Twitter grow. question. Yeah. yeah. That's a good poll question for all our A&M followers. Yeah. And, uh, man, you know you know us being around the Texas area. We're, we're about an hour from College Station. We've got a lot of Aggies around here, and they're oh, really yeah. excited. You know, oh, yeah. your buddy was talking about Jalen Watermeyer winning the John Mackey Best Tight End of the Year Award. Yep. So they're all in with their team. They love going there. Even with the, the limited uh, seating, A&M still gets as busy as they can at their games. They love their team. They are, they are a cult for sure. 
Uh, let's get in some scores. We're going to talk a lot of NFL division talk, so we're just kind of run through the college scores. Nothing big happened this week, except for one big game that gonna we're going to talk one, about. One big game for sure. So it's some scores. Ohio State, they beat Michigan State 52-12. to Everyone saw that coming. Michigan State, they thought maybe they could uh, do a little upset. They beat Northwestern last week, but Ohio State, still the top dogs. But in a big, big 12 matchup, TCU, they beat Oklahoma State 29-22. Great game by the Horned Frogs. Man, Oklahoma State, talk about wishy-washy this year. They've been up and down. Disappointing. But talk about surprising. Oklahoma is probably going to be in the Big 12 championship. No, they are. They They are? It's confirmed? Yep. Oklahoma versus Iowa State. In the beginning of the year, I never would have saw that one coming. Yeah. Now, quickly, and we're probably going to pick that game later because it's going to happen. Oklahoma State, Iowa State right now. Who are you taking? Or not Oklahoma State, Oklahoma versus Iowa State. They played earlier in the year, and Iowa State beat them. But Spencer Rattler's kind of gotten his, well, his foot that, down. That's the problem. Iowa State has played really good of lately, but Oklahoma has played great of lately. Uh, and, and I said this a couple weeks ago, Dalton. I said if history, if history stays the same, you know, Oklahoma's going to win this because they, they've seemed to have dominated the Big 12 over the last 20 years, it seems like. Um, I guess give me the Sooners in that one. Uh, you know, they've they've definitely been there, done that. It's the first time Iowa State has played in a Big 12 title game in a very long time. So, uh, yeah, give me give me the Sooners at Jerry World. Man, that's crazy just seeing how the year went. They start off really low. They eventually came back. Spencer Rattler finally showing who he is. Oklahoma, they beat Baylor 27-14. Baylor, they are definitely needing a comeback. They're going to have a great season next year, I hope. Texas, they beat Kansas State 69-31. to What a way to go out. Tom Herman is clinging his, for his job with his you know bare hands. He wants to keep his job. A lot of people are saying they want to keep him. So we're going to keep, uh, keep an eye on that coaching situation. Who knows where that's going to go. Indiana, they beat Wisconsin 14-6. Man, Indiana is fighting. They Hopefully, if Ohio State gets eliminated, they can get in that spot. But they're still competing. They're doing their thing. Clemson, they beat Virginia Tech 45 to 10. I mean, Clemson's destroying everybody. It's at this point where I don't think it's been close other than Notre Dame. Alabama, they beat LSU 55 to 17. Coach O, I don't know if you saw the video of Coach O on the sideline. He's he's, uh, he's yeah. angry. And uh, people are saying that Coach O's job should be in danger. I don't know about that. You know, they're no. rebuilding after they lost literally every player on both sides of the offense and defense, except for maybe one or two. So uh, LSU's definitely re- uh, rebuilding. A&M, they beat Auburn 31-20, to man. Which was a great game. It, yeah. it was a great game. You know, Bo Nix, uh, I know we joke about him on the show all the time, but you can see the heart uh, that he has. He reminds me of Sam Ellinger uh, a lot in, in some ways. He, I'll tell you what, that man can run the ball. Did you see that run where he, he broke out oh, of the yeah. sack, ran around, and dove? Very and then Johnny Manziel-like. Very. Uh, I like Bo Nix. He's, he's got a lot of heart. Uh, I think Auburn's got a long way to go, but they, they did give A&M a run for their money. Yeah, and AM, man, look, we, we talk about how surprising they've been. Their offensive line, the Maroon Goons, they, they're very special. <laughs> they come up with that, or do you No, that, that? That's, that's their name. I they like call that. themselves the Maroon, the Maroon Goons. Goons. And I, I would have never thought that we would have been talking about how good AM's defense is, but yeah. you know, they've been locking it down. They've been doing a really good job. And uh, they, I mean, they've only lost Alabama, so that, that's something good. That the only team you lost to is a team that's destroying everybody in the college football. Uh, Notre Dame, they beat Syracuse 45-12. to Another team that's just destroying everybody left and right is Notre Dame. They're gearing up for that matchup against Clemson. It's going to be really fun. And then maybe we'll see a 3 P. We'll see a little trilogy of those of those two teams. And then finally, Florida, they beat Tennessee 31-19. to Florida, Kyle Trask, he's trying to hold on to that Heisman spot. 
And uh, I think it's his to lose at this point. You think so? Yeah, it's his to lose. Well, um, speaking of Heisman, uh, our matchup, the uh, Mullets versus the Mormons. This was Zach Wilson's time to shine. BYU at Coastal Carolina. I pick Coastal. Yep. You pick BYU. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that game and talk to me how that game will affect Zach Wilson's Heisman chances. Well, I'll tell you what. I was I was really excited about that game. Just the, the, the whole dynamics of it. You know, Coastal was, was set to play Liberty. Uh, BYU, kind of with the anytime, anywhere, anyone mindset, signs up late. I think it was on Thursday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Signs up, you know, forty-eight hours before a game, a bit huge game, a college game day game, and and you know, it props to them for playing, props to them for for risking their perfect season on both sides. Uh, Coastal, I didn't know who I wanted to win uh, during the game, but after the game, when Coastal won. I was happy that they did. I, I think that that's an awesome program. It's an awesome story. Uh, a former FCS team, you know, of you know, in the last decade, they they've played FCS football, um, and so that's just a really neat story. You know, the the uh, Mormons versus the Mullets was a was a cool uh, Twitter hashtag. And as far as Zach Wilson's Heisman hopes go, it's not going to happen. Uh, obviously, he had a Cinderella year. You know. That he's got a future in the NFL, I think. Uh, you know that year showed it that he that he is capable. But as far as the Heisman goes, it's not going to happen. Now I was reading some things, and you know mock drafts haven't been put out yet. But a lot of people are saying Zach Wilson and the 49ers is a good little hmm. little little pick with each other. How do you like Zach Wilson going on the 49ers if that happens? I, you know, I'd like that. Uh, I don't. I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, or Nick Mullins is the answer in San Francisco, a team that has a lot of really. Really strong pieces, a great defense to build around. Uh, sure, you know why not? I think I think that people are starting to realize that the the smaller dynamic quarterback really can make some plays uh, in today's NFL. You know, you look at Kyler Murray, you look at Russell Wilson, you look at Lamar Jackson. You know, those guys have shown that versatility uh, is is a big deal now. You know, but but also. You got your Aaron Rodgers, you've got your your Patrick Mahomes, your you know, your big arm players. Uh, but I just I think that the NFL is heading to a more versatile quarterback league. Yeah, I think uh, it's great for Zach Wilson. He had such a good year and putting him on the 49ers would be a good matchup because uh, they have a great running game and he doesn't have to do too much. He can still run around and he doesn't have to throw, you know, like Aaron Rodgers does 60 times a game because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. And my final question for you with Coastal Carolina is now, they felt a little disrespected about their ranking. They should be. What does Coastal have to do to get ranked higher? They've, I, they've done everything they could. They're 10-0. They're I'm sitting here looking at it right now. You know, Coach Barnes uh, on our Twitter yesterday brought up a good point about Iowa State, Coastal Carolina, and Louisiana Lafayette, okay? And, and I completely agree with him. Um, it, it's disrespectful. Coastal Carolina is sitting at 13 at 10-0. They're 10-0. There is only one other team in the nation that's 10-0, and and that's Notre Dame. Um, you know, I believe in strength of schedule. You know, you have to have that uh, because you know we can't have a we can't have a Coastal Carolina, Boise State, BYU playoff. But I know that Coastal Carolina hasn't lost to a single team on their schedule this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they can only play you know who's in their conference and a couple teams outside of that. And so I just don't think that they deserve at this point in the season to be thirteen uh, when when. They've literally beaten every single team they've played. So let me ask you this. In a, in a matchup that wouldn't happen, but if it d- did, it would be very beneficial for Coastal. Coastal Carolina versus Cincinnati, who would end up winning that game? Yeah, and, and, and maybe, Dalton, I don't know, maybe that's one of the New Year's Six Bowls. Uh, you know, kind of a group of five 
playoff game, if you will. You know, they already took we, – we jokingly earlier in the season talked about uh, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, and BYU in a, in a round-robin tournament. Well, Coastal Carolina just took care of the Cougars. You know, what are they – how do they match up to Cincinnati? Yeah, it'd be really. I, oh, I'm sorry. I, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I don't think they do match up to Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati would have beaten BYU. I would have taken Cincinnati in that hypothetical. And I don't know that Coastal is better than BYU. I think that there were a lot of factors in it, and I think it was just one of those games. You know, Coastal. It was a good Coastal game, and not a great BYU game, as you always ask me mm-hmm. the, that that question. But I will take Cincinnati. I, you know, there's a lot that has to happen, Dalton. But don't count the Bearcats out just yet in the college football playoff. You, you never know. Think. I you never know. Okay, Ohio State and don't play don't play in the Big Ten championship. Maybe maybe Florida beats A and M. Maybe Notre Dame beats Clemson. I I, I mean no I, I didn't mean A and M. Florida beats Alabama. Yeah. Okay. Just just different things. I wouldn't count them out just yet. Uh, you know they're sitting at eight. Uh, Iowa State is ahead of them at seven, which is blasphemous if you ask me. But I expect them to lose to Oklahoma here in a couple weeks, and so, huh? Hey, man. They might the Bearcats, the Bearcats you never know. Yeah, with a, with a Big 12 loss in Iowa State, uh, if A&M loses a game, and if Florida loses a game, you can see Cincinnati number five. That'd mm-hmm. be really fun to, uh, mm-hmm. to watch. Uh, let's get into our scores and our, our pick-em games. And uh, speaking of Tulsa, and or not Tulsa, but Cincinnati, Tulsa and Cincinnati were supposed to play, got canceled because of coronavirus, but... It's because they're going to play the ACC championship. Well, not ACC. The American the Conference. AAC. AAC go. championship. Cincinnati at Tulsa. AAC championship. Humph, if you had to pick the AAC championship right now, and it's going to happen, we're probably going to pick that game. But I this assume, week, you want to just taking? pick every – next week we'll decide that we're going to pick every conference championship game. Let's do it. Let's do that. Uh, but right now, I, I imagine we're on the same page. I say that, but I know that you're a, mm, you're a Golden Hurricane Golden fan. Hurricanes. Yep, you're a Golden Hurricane fan, but – I will definitely take the Bearcats. Their quarterback has has done it all season. I love watching them. Um, you know, earlier in the year I talked about how SMU was a really good ball club, and I thought that if there was a, a group of five team that could make a run, it was them. Cincinnati made me eat my words, smashed SMU, smashed Memphis. They, you know, they're the best team in the AAC, which I think is a, a good conference, and so. Give me the Bearcats. Yeah, uh, in the beginning of the year, I we had Tulsa a lot in our pick'em because not all the conferences were there yet, and I always seemed to end up picking Tulsa, and they did really good. But they've had a lot of Corona issues; they missed out on a couple games. And you know, Cincinnati is playing how they are playing. Give me Cincinnati, and uh, I think it's going to be in a, in a beatdown. I think Cincinnati wins by a lot. They keep trying to climb up them rankings uh, and get up to that spot. That's the thing. You talked about a beatdown. It would be in their best interest. You know, a, a very Cinderella hypothetical. They somehow make the college football playoff. They need to beat Tulsa by a hundred. You know, they mm-hmm. need to be a convincing win. You know, leave no doubt, and and I think that's what they'll do. And shoot, even with A and M getting that game canceled against Ole Miss, you know, maybe Cincinnati says, "Yo, let's play y'all." Let's one of those things where just like BYU Coastal, where it's one of those games where you want to get in there and prove that you can do it. And I think that's really cool about this year is that. There's these chances where these teams can just kind of pair up with each other and play each other because they both got canceled. It's almost like a travel basketball deal. You know, you've, you've got your travel team, you know, team down the road needs a game. Hey, let's play each other. Yeah. It's, it's kind of that mentality, and it's actually it's actually been pretty fun. Yeah, it's been really cool to watch these kind of dream matchups and everything go down. No one would have thought BYU and Coastal would have played the 200-feet teams, and they ended up doing it. We'll see who A&M ends up finding who to play and all that that goes out. The next game, 
And these are your boys. These are both of our boys. We've been high on them. North Carolina at Miami. This is a big matchup. Miami is ranked number 10. Co- or North Carolina, they always seem to upset people. You love Sam Howell. You love Mac Brown. Who are you going for this one? This is our first pick'em game of this week, correct? Yeah. Okay. Man, I love me some North Carolina. They're not just a basketball school. Sam Howell is a stud, and Mac Brown is the man. But give me Miami. Ooh. Give me Miami. De'Ara King has played at a really high level all season, and and I do not expect that to change. I see I see Miami, you know, kind of topping out this year at that seven, eight, nine spot in the rankings. They'll play in a really fun bowl game uh, on New Year's Day. Uh, yeah, give me the U. Yeah, give me Miami as well. De'Ara King, he's he's a stud, and Miami's had a good year this year. They haven't won every game by a lot. It's been close on a couple, but they're they're doing their best. Uh, I like. I think they're close. I think they're a school that is building. But uh, they got a couple more things, a couple more players that they need to get in there. But uh, give me Miami. I like North Carolina, though. If North Carolina ends up winning, you know what? I'd be happy. Dalton, you know, why, why are we even doing pickems anymore? You have like a 100-game lead on I me. mean, it, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. But I, I want to continue my reign. I, wanna, I oh, want I this dominance to be sure. But in the spring, FCS. FCS maybe, is your game. Maybe maybe that's where I that's maybe that's where I get my grade. Those are your people, so uh, we we'll see in the spring. The next matchup we have Wisconsin at Iowa. Wisconsin had a really great start, disappointing uh, end of the year. Iowa, man, Iowa's Iowa. They always end up coming in and winning. They're ranked 16. They're gonna be really good. They're always really good. Who do you have in this matchup? And I know they're not considered rivals because Wisconsin ends up normally winning these, these games, but Iowa sometimes comes in and surprises people. Uh, I'm, I'm so disappointed in Wisconsin uh, after their showing against Indiana this week. Uh, you know, I, I had a lot of faith in the Badgers, and so for that, give me Iowa. Yeah, I'm going to Iowa as well. Man, Indiana, I picked Indiana last week, and I'm glad I did because they did they did well. It was only 14-6, to six, so th- that's not good on Wisconsin's offense. Uh, maybe their, their defense is pretty good. But give me Iowa. I like Iowa. They always surprise people. And they're the home of the greatest tight end in the NFL right now, George Kittle. So shout-out George Kittle. Shout-out Iowa. Go Hawkeyes. Next matchup is a big rivalry. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Army at Navy. Man, we love this game. We love the jerseys. We love the concept. It's always a big deal. Who do you have in this matchup in, in the battle of the military? I, I think this is one of the, the coolest tradition games uh, ever. Uh, you know, I have a lot of a lot of respect for both sides. You know, really, really special for what they do, especially after their college football playing days. You know, they serve in the military for the United States. Uh, so, you know, hats off to them there. Um, as far as this game goes, you know, the the uniforms are, are are always a really big deal. I think that traditionally is is really cool. Um, I've actually kept up with more Navy than I have Army this year, but. I am going to go with the Black Knights in this one. I think Army uh, gets it done. Shout out to my, my my best friend back home, Tyler Armstrong. He just got back from deployment. He was in South Korea for the United States Army. So for that, give me, give me the Black Knights. Yeah, I'm going Navy on this one. And now, if you remember the beginning of the year, Navy had themselves a really disappointing... Uh, but they're, they're, way, they're way different now. Yeah, but yeah. I just remember that we picked Navy a couple of times, but the first time we ever picked them... He said that they didn't even practice hitting each other. They had no contact because of Corona, and we were both very upset about that. I think in the end of the day, everybody wins in this matchup. You know, we're just celebrating the military, getting a good matchup. And just like you, I like the jerseys, and I like the helmets, and I'm going off of which jersey I like better this week. 
I like Navy's jerseys. I love their helmets this year. They always do like kind of an airbrush spray paint looking thing on their helmet. I think they always look really cool. It's like the ocean this year. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh yeah, man, cool. I, I, I the love that. Video, the hype videos they do on Twitter so are cool. so cool. And I love how once every time they kind of pick a certain branch or a certain like division in each of them, and they kind of uh, you know look at them and celebrate them. I'm going Navy. I love the Navy. I I, I bet I have a uh, a trivial thing regarding this game that you don't know. I probably okay? don't. So. And I bet they didn't this year because of Corona. Uh, but in years past, it is tradition that the army sends one, you know, prisoner of war type guy to the navy to live at their base for a week, and the navy does the same. And and at the at the uh, pregame coin toss, they exchange back. Really? How cool is that? That's how, so cool. Is that not awesome? I mean, how, do you know what the requirement is to be that guy to switch over? No, I don't. Uh, but, you know, obviously there's some type. I'm sure it's an honor yeah. thing. You know, I'm sure they, they pick a, a really high up student or a cadet, if you will, to switch over and live at the Army base, uh, West Point, for a week and, and the Navy base for a week. Uh, but that's pretty that's pretty special Yeah, man, me. how fun is that? Yeah, man? that's that's. Hopefully, neat. hopefully, you know, Army, Navy, they're not too hard on the guy, and they kind of give him a good treatment. But uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a fun, you yeah. know, kind of a fun hard week for him. Yeah, I, I've seen a bunch of times where you know the the Navy's mascot is the goat, and sometimes they take the goat, they steal it. There was a couple occasions where that happened, so it's a really fun rivalry. We love celebrating the military. It's always a fun game. That it's always it's always college game day, isn't it? Uh, that's typically how it works. Yes. So I assume it's going to be the college game day this week, unless there's another matchup. It's going to be fun game to watch for sure our last matchup is washington at oregon your boys the ducks they've been really disappointed disappointing lately washington kind of wishy-washy they're, they're doing well they're winning games but but not not dominantly so who are you taking it is at oregon uh i'll say this uh you know uh props to oregon for for playing at the level that they are uh with with a lot of people that have opted out a lot of their really good players who have opted out you know they did have a bad loss to oregon state a couple weeks ago and I think this is USC's conference to lose at this point. You know, the other night, uh, USC played on a Sunday afternoon, which was odd. Uh, but, man, their offense can score some points now. So I, I definitely think that that's USC's conference. Uh, but Oregon is going to finish second and play them in the Pac-12 championship. So give me the Ducks in this one over Washington. Um, you know, the uniform the uniforms are going to do it for them this week. Uh, I'm going Washington. Oregon, they've lost the last two weeks, and they've been really disappointing for me. And like you said, them losing all their players in the beginning of the year is, is really affecting them. And I like Washington. They've always been a decent team. They've always been kind of that team that no one talks about, and they always end up coming up and being uh, mid-ranked in the top 25. Give me Washington in a good matchup. Uh, I like Oregon. I like the uniforms, but they've just been struggling this year. So, Humph, it's time. It's your fantasy time. I know uh, it's getting closer and closer to the playoffs, and you're gearing up for something special. And I heard you got some special, exciting news about Walk On Radio's fantasy team that uh, we've been waiting to hear. So this is your time. Go ahead and get on it. I'll uh, I'll start with the Walk On Radio news. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we were able to make the playoffs. Okay, round of applause there for the the, uh, league draft that we had, the podcast draft that we had, excuse me. But we are going to be in the playoffs. Four teams make it. Um, it looks like the format is a two-week playoff. Okay, so like the semifinals will be of weeks 14 and 15 combined. Uh, and so hopefully we can get it done for you guys. Obviously, we will keep you up to date on that. As for my personal league, we got another win this week, ladies and gentlemen. We are 11-2. and two. We won by 30 this week. It seemed that I could do no wrong in picking my players last week. 
Alvin Kamara is back, ladies and gentlemen, like he never left before. Jonathan Taylor, mm. Dalton, about my time. boy, baby. About time. He said, let me go for 100 and a touchdown for the Indianapolis Colts. That was huge. Aaron Rodgers, the NFL MVP at this Ooh, moment. Ooh, come on. I said it. You heard me. I love it. But as for, as for other people in the league, Justin Jefferson is really good at football, if you didn't know. Patrick Mahomes is really good. Uh, Russell Wilson, he played all right this last week, got a big loss, but still puts up fantasy points. Where's Kyler Murray been? Oh, he, no. hey, he's falling off fantasy football-wise. Uh, the bad man of the week, though, fantasy football, got to be David Montgomery. David mm. Montgomery for the Chicago Bears has scored over 20 fantasy points in back-to-back weeks. So if you've got him in your league, you're definitely feeling good. Uh, Dalvin Cook continues his reign of terror uh, he, he looks like he is going to finish as the top running back in fantasy football this year. Uh, as for receivers go, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, those guys are tearing it up. And so if you've got any of those guys, good luck in your fantasy football playoffs. you got to get busy winning or get busy trying. Oh, what a good quote. Put that on a T-shirt. Put it huh? on a T-shirt. Man, it's so good to see the success of your fantasy league, but now our fantasy league, the Walk On Radio Group. Hopefully we can get a championship, be the underdogs. We are the fourth seed. We, we slid in there. So uh, let's hope that we can get into that spot and uh, continue both the dominance in your fantasy and our fantasy together. Uh, let's talk about NFL. We're going to go by division this time. We want, we've been wanting to talk about how the divisions look and how we're going to roll into it. So let's start with the AFC East. Man, talk to me about the AFC East. The Bills are up with, uh, at 9-3. That's the Dolphins, the Patriots, and then the poor eliminated from the playoffs. We have, well, hey, I know we're going to talk about divisions today. But we have to talk about the New York Jets debacle at the end. Oh yeah, of- we're we're gonna talk about scores as we go with division. Oh my! Uh, so let's let's go ahead and start with the Jets. Uh, man, they played the Raiders. The Raiders. What <laughs> disappointing the Raiders are. First of all, y'all barely beat the Jets. The zero and twelve Trevor Lawrence Jets. The Raiders win thirty one to twenty eight. And uh, tell me what happened at the end of that game. Dalton, I you know I know they pull up the uh, you know they have the percentage marker of, of how the game looks, you know, what what's the probability of a team winning. Uh, and I had almost bet that the Jets at one point were a 99% favorite to win mm-hmm. the ball game. Well, if you watched any highlights this week, you will know that that did not happen. The Jets pulled the biggest Jets move of all time, and they end up losing on a last-second Hail Mary. You can't even call it a Hail Mary, and here's why. Apparently... Okay, fourth down. Okay, there's like six or seven seconds left. Apparently, Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator for the Jets, sends an all-out blitz mm. from midfield. They've got they've got a single receiver matchup on the outside. Obviously, runs past the defender with a double move. Derek Carr touchdown. Raiders win, and the Jets retain the number one pick this year. They're gonna get Trevor Lawrence. Do you think? You think they? Uh, you think they did that on purpose? Dude, I mean, an all-out blitz. You know, I don't know, it's a tough call because it's fourth down. You want to get that sack, but uh, I think it may have been on purpose. I think they do want that first pick, but they're going to be really disappointed when uh, Trevor Lawrence goes ahead and gets that uh, that extra year of eligibility, keeps playing for the Clemson. Now, look, if Clemson, I think if Clemson doesn't win the national championship, there's a really good chance Trevor Lawrence will really stays. I think he wants to end with a championship in his hand. You know, he get he got mad, but uh, I could see Trevor Lawrence staying if they don't win. I just think money talks, uh, and he, he he's gonna he's gonna see that uh, and go on to the next level. Now, I would be disappointed if I was him though, because had the Jets won right there, the Jacksonville Jaguars would have the number one pick, and that's not a bad situation to oh, walk no. into because they've got uh, undrafted rookie 
free agent James Robinson from mm-hmm. the FCS, who is absolutely tearing up the NFL right now. You've got DJ Shark. You've got Keelan Cole. You've got LaVisca Chenault. I mean, you've got pieces around you uh, as a quarterback in Jacksonville. New York, can't say the same. Oh, and another sleeper on the Jags is Colin Johnson. Yep. Oh, he, he's horns. been playing a lot, getting some good playing time. I think great two weeks ago he had his first uh, NFL touchdown, mm-hmm. I think. So let's talk about the NFC East a little bit. Uh, you know, we got the Miami. AFC, AFC East. Oh, AFC East, yeah. my bad. We're not Miami. talking about the NFC East. Oh, the NFC East also <laughs> team. I, I can't wait to talk about that, boy. So you got Miami, you have Buffalo. Miami is at 8-4, Buffalo is 9-3. It's a close matchup. By the, at the end of the day, who's going to win the AFC East between Miami and maybe maybe even New England? New England, they started winning some games. Yeah. Who who? And before you ask, or before you say, Miami, they beat Cincinnati 19-7. to and then the Bills, they beat the 49ers 34 to 24. And New England, they beat the Chargers 45 to 0. Well, that was a huge win. And shout out Gunnar Osheski. Yeah. Alvin Texas. Alvin Texas. He gets the punt return. He gets a touchdown. Special teams player of the week for AFC. We love to see it. Sting him forever. Uh, so, you know, talking about the uh, the Patriots, no, I, I don't see them making a run for the playoffs. Uh, you know, they're they're six and six right now. Uh, I feel like that's going to be too too tall of a task to ask to uh, get back into the wild card race. Uh, now, the Dolphins, however, I don't see them winning this division. I think the Bills are one of the better teams in the AFC. The Bills are as good as Josh Allen plays. He he will go as far as they take him. Uh, Josh Allen is a stud. Uh, I mean, when he when he is on, he is on, and the Buffalo Bills are a force to be reckoned with. But the Miami Dolphins. They're just kind of one of those teams that that get the gritty wins. You know, they just got Miles Gaskin back, and he's not really a household name. But, man, he is a dynamic running back. He touched the ball 26 times this week for 140 total yards. And I think that Tua and Miles Gaskin relationship with, with Devontae Parker on the outside at receiver and a great defense, one of, the, one of the best defenses in the NFL, actually, in the Miami Dolphins, I – I think Miami can make the playoffs this year. I really do. Yeah, and we're going to pick Buffalo later uh, in our pick em. And Miami, what a turnaround they have. We we were nervous about Tua coming in and taking the reins. We thought Fitzpatrick was hot. But uh, Miami's doing a really good thing. And do you think in a few years Miami can be a number one seed AFC team? I think that they can win this division. I'll say that. I think that they've got a really good young core group of guys. You know, they, they compiled a lot of draft picks over the last couple of years, and I think it's really starting to pay off. Yeah, so it's going to be really fun to watch the AFC East. A lot of good teams, uh, and then the New York Jets. We're not going to talk about those guys. Next up, the AFC North. Talk about competitive division. This We got the Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals. The Steelers, they lose a tough one to Man. the Washington football team. Man. There it goes. Alex Smith. He's your comeback player of the year. I think it's 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 over now. now. It, yeah. it is a, it's it, over, and good for him. He deserved yep. it. If you've seen Project Eleven, his documentary about his leg, it's disgusting. His yep. leg was destroyed. Baltimore. Oh, you want to talk about Baltimore's game? Oof. They beat the Dallas Cowboys thirty-four to seventeen. Uh, poor. They're Cowboys. disappointing though. I, I they they didn't convincingly beat Dallas until like the end of the game last night, and Dallas really didn't play very good at all. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't particularly know how good I think the Ravens are. Man, it, 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 the Dallas Cowboys struggling. Baltimore, they're looking okay. And then Cleveland, they beat Tennessee 41-35. to That's the win of the week. Wow. Cle- I mean, and it wasn't 41-35. to That's not how close the game was. Yeah. I know, I, the score ended up that, but it was total domination for the Browns. Now, Pittsburgh stands on first, 11-1. Cleveland Browns are 9-3. Baltimore, 7-5. 
and the Bengals are out of the playoffs. They just lost to Miami. We talked about that. So tell me, you know, run me through this AFC North. Who's winning? Who's making the playoffs? Because this is really close. This this could be anyone's division. Well, maybe not. Well, maybe, maybe. If, if Pittsburgh goes on a losing streak, Cleveland keeps it up, maybe they'll surprise. Talk to me about the AFC North. I think that I think that Pittsburgh is going to win this division. Uh, you know, they're 11-1 and right now for a reason. I see them getting the second seed in the AFC. I think that... With Pittsburgh losing, it opens the door for the Kansas City Chiefs to get that first round bye. Uh, you know, now Dalton, uh, the the top two seeds do not get a bye anymore. It's it's only the first seed. Oh, so okay. two plays seven, three plays six, and four plays five. That's that's how it works now. Uh, so I just I I don't see um, I don't see anyone catching Pittsburgh. I think Cleveland at this point with a big win over Tennessee, I think that they're going to get a wild card spot for sure. You know, if Baker Mayfield plays like that with the running game that they already have, they're really going to be tough to beat. Now, the interesting one is the Ravens, okay? Ravens are at 7-5, and five, and you've got Tennessee at 8-4, and four, the Colts at 8-4, and four, Las Vegas at 7-5, and five, and the Dolphins at 8-4. and four. So a lot of a lot of wild card-esque teams that, that are really close to each other. So it's going to kind of be survival of the finish down the stretch, uh, but if Lamar Jackson can figure out his quarterback play, you know, he's been a bit, a bit inconsistent this year. If he can settle down and play at an MVP level like he did last year, the Ravens can make the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, we're going to pick Baltimore at Cleveland, which could seemingly knock out the Ravens if they get that, if the Browns get that win and other teams get the win. It's really situational at this point with this wild card. Good for the Browns. You said this is their first time having a positive record in a, in, long, in a long time. time. Yeah. Good for him. Good for Baker. They're finally turning their program around. Hope they can keep it going, and we'll definitely keep an eye on that race. Next up is the AFC South. Competition between two teams, the Titans and the Colts. The, the Colts played the Houston Texans. They won 26-20. The Houston Texans should have won that game. Yep. We're going to talk about that. The Jags, they lost to Minnesota 27-24, and we just talked about Tennessee. They lost to Cleveland. And then there's the Jags, who's fighting for Trevor Lawrence. Now we have this matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Colts. Who do you think is going to end up winning it out? Tennessee is looking really hot, but the Colts, they've been surviving. They got your boy Jonathan Taylor. And, man, talk to me about the Texans because it seems like towards the end of this back half of the season and once Bill O'Brien left, Deshaun Watson kind of got his footing, and the Texans look really good. Talk to me about the AFC South. Well, the Texans the Texans aren't bad. And, you know, they lost Will Fuller uh, to a PED suspension, but that didn't slow down Deshaun Watson this week. He had an awesome week against a really solid Indianapolis defense. You know, Houston, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, but I think – for future reference, you know, they, they're going to be okay. Houston Houston will have a good football team eventually, but this division belongs to the Titans and the Colts this year, and I'm taking the Titans if I had to pick one of the two. Now, I do think the Colts probably end up as a wild card team in the AFC, but I, I do think Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and, and, and a strong Tennessee defense will, will get the Tennessee Titans uh, as the division winner. Now, if you had to pick in a rematch between Cleveland and Tennessee in the playoffs, who would you take between those two? I'd take Tennessee. The pro- so it's like I've always said about Tennessee. If they can play their game, you know, they're running the ball 35 times a game, play action pass, let their defense do some work, they're really tough to beat. Now, this last week, Baker comes out and throws four first-half touchdowns. So Tennessee is a team that needs to play from ahead and not from behind. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Once they have to play from behind, they have to worry about passing it more, they struggle. Now, they do have Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. They have a really good receiving core, but 
you know, Derrick Henry is the Tennessee Titans, and that's what they rely on. They rely on that power run and getting it down the field and letting Tannehill, you know, get his little play actions, throw it to the tight end or throw a deep ball to A.J. Brown. The Titans are going to be really competitive. The AFC South, they're, they're growing, they're getting better, and then hopefully Jacksonville, they'll get a good draft pick and they can finally rebuild again. They seem to keep having to rebuild. We'll keep it on the AFC South. Finally, we have the AFC West. Dominated by the Chiefs and then followed by the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers. The Raiders at 7-5, the Broncos at 4-8, and eight, and the Chargers at 3-9. and nine. The Chargers are not bad as the record looks. They've been playing some really close matchups. The Broncos, they've just had some bad situations. But they played the Chiefs in a close matchup, 22-16. to 16. The Chiefs, they're, they're your outright. Are they still your outright team? Uh, how do you feel about the Raiders making the playoffs? And uh, what's your opinion on the Chargers? I know we talked about them last week. Uh, well, in, in as simple as it is, uh, the Super Bowl is Kansas City's to lose this year. Again, you know, I, I look at them to go back-to-back back, uh, in 2020. Um, you know, the Raiders, they're good. But they're just they're just too wishy washy, you know. The props to them for figuring out how to beat the Jets this week, but that is not a convincing win. They played the Jets, uh, and you know they can't play like that if they want to sneak in as a wild card. I, I I value the Dolphins and the Colts and the and the Ravens ahead of them um, in the wild card race. Denver played good played good against Kansas City. You know they got their quarterbacks back. We're actually able to run some real offensive plays. You know they're just not there yet. And the Chargers, I, the Chargers record does not show what they've done this year. Justin Herbert potentially is the rookie of the year this year, um, and, and I think in years to come, the Chargers are going to be a relevant team. You know, you've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Uh, I mean, you've got good players around a really up-and-coming quarterback, and so I expect the Los Angeles Chargers to be relevant in, in years to come. Yeah, I like the Chargers too. I think uh, Justin Herbert is doing a really good job. And I think Denver Broncos had a lot of injuries. You know, Von Miller went out for the year. They lost, they lose Philip Lindsay in and out once in a while. They lost Corlin Sutton. So I think the, the Denver Broncos can also get a couple draft picks and rebuild and be a really good team. Now, you talked about rookie of the year. Now, there seems to be three names in this, in this competition now it's Justin Herbert, Chase Claypool, and Justin Jefferson. Now, Justin Jefferson wasn't in this conversation, but he, he came up in the Vikings. He's been doing really well for them. So I know it's two receivers and a quarterback, but who would you take as your rookie of the year? Well, typically I would say that this is a, another one of those awards that goes to a quarterback. But, man, if you just look at Justin Jefferson's production this year, I think that he probably deserves rookie of the year. Uh, I mean, the dude seems like he catches a touchdown each week, uh, does his little gritty dance. Uh, you know, that's been a big social media thing. But he's putting up he's putting up maybe one of the best rookie receiver years uh, in NFL history. So, I think you almost have to give it to him. Yeah, we have a great rookie class, and uh, they're all going to grow into be great players. And uh, we'll keep an eye on Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now we move on to the NFC, and man, mm. this mm. one's going to be tough for you, huh? Mm. Let's talk about the NFC East All-Star team. And look, you know, t- even though how bad the Dallas Cowboys are doing, let's look at the New York Giants and the Washington football team, who kind of came out of nowhere and started doing really well, especially the New York Giants. Uh, they went in with Colt McCoy, hook him. Hook him. They beat Seattle 17-12 to in a matchup I don't think anyone saw coming. I, if I had to pick them for that game, I'd pick Seattle in a blowout. And then Philadelphia, they lose to the Green Bay Packers 30-16, but there has been a, uh, a little change of the guard in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts has been named the starting quarterback. We'll talk about how you feel about that switch. And then uh, we talked about Dallas. They lost to Baltimore. And then Washington, they beat the undefeated Steelers. They take that record away. Alex Smith is balling. Talk to me about the NFC, NFC East All-Star team. You know, your Dallas Cowboys, the success of the Giants, Philadelphia's change of the guard, and then the Washington football team and Alex Smith. 
Uh, I think the Giants are, are the most impressive team at this point. You know, they're playing some pretty good football. They have their backup quarterback in, and they're finding ways to win. Uh, you know, it makes you wonder, what, what would these guys do with Saquon Barkley? You know, potentially the best running back in the NFL. Uh, definitely makes you think. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who's going to win this down the stretch. They're all four bad teams. Uh, unfortunately, my Cowboys are, are two games back out of first place, so I don't see it happening. You know, but they don't deserve it. Uh, I mean, they, they're, they're playing bad, but you've had tons of injuries. You lost, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Offensive line just can't stay healthy, and, and so it's just not the Cowboys' year. As simple as that. As far as the Redskins go, or the football team, I'll, I'll continue to do that my whole life. But they're playing good football. Antonio Gibson, uh, you know, is, is really playing at a high level as a rookie running back. Alex Smith is, is figuring out how to get it done. I think he has solidified himself as the comeback player of the year, you know, beating the uh, undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. That, that's a huge win for, for a program, especially someone who's trying to win their division. And for the Eagles, they finally, finally pulled the trigger. Jalen Hurts is going to start for the Eagles this week. Uh, and I want to, I want to, I want to bring something to your attention, Dalton, and see what you think. Okay, let's let's not talk about Carson Wentz's play right now. Okay, let's talk about his mental state. Okay, and if I'm if I'm Carson Wentz, okay, how can I mentally be prepared when every day I walk into the stadium and see a statue? of the backup quarterback that won a Super Bowl underneath mm. me, okay? Oh, Lord. How can I be mentally prepared to win a game when they just paid me over $100 million, but they're spending a second-round draft pick on Jalen Hurts? Because to me, that that doesn't show a lot of confidence uh, in the front office towards Carson Wentz. And, and I think that that has mentally taken a toll on him because – there was one point in time where we were talking about Carson Wentz winning the MVP. That was that was in the last two or three years. And uh, and comparisons of Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott, yeah. who's a better quarterback. Yeah, and and I just so I I don't know if it's a play thing. Uh, it could be a mental thing for him. So best of luck to him. I know Carson Wentz is probably a stand up guy. You know everything I've seen of him. Is always really positive. You know, he played in an FCS school, North Dakota State, the, the FCS powerhouse, won some national titles. Uh, so best of luck to him. I know he'll continue to work, and I hope it works out for him in the end. Yeah, and based on uh, how Jalen Hurts does, we might see Carson Wentz in a different uniform next year, and maybe that's what he needs. He needs a you know a fresh start, just like Ryan Tannehill did. Yep. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see if he goes anywhere. And uh, you talked about the, the mental state of us being getting uh, paid a second-round draft pick. Let me ask you this. First-round draft pick of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Put in a quarterback, and you know what Aaron Rodgers does? He goes on a revenge tour. Yep. And we're going to talk about the NFC North right, right now. It seemingly got the Packers locked 9-3, and three, but Minnesota Vikings are at 6-6, six and six, Chicago Bears 5-7, and seven, and the Detroit Lions also at 5-7. and seven. Uh, The Packers, they beat the uh, Eagles. We just said that. Detroit and Chicago had a matchup where Detroit won 34-30, and then Minnesota beat the Jags. Talking about the NFC North, and uh, praise my boys because we're looking really good out there. Aaron Rodgers is probably the MVP. I'm so happy to finally say that. Devontae Adams, top three receiver. Our defense 
you know, we're not the best defense, but we're, we're surviving. And our offensive line is great. We have an all-pro tackle. We have hopefully more all-pro offensive line because of how good we are. And we have Robert Tanyan, who is leading in, uh, in touchdowns with eight. So talking about the NFC North and, uh, and uh, make me feel good about my boys. It's as simple as that Aaron Rodgers is playing like the best player in the National Football League this year, Dalton. Uh, and I know that it makes you happy to hear me say that, but Aaron Rodgers is the MVP thus far. And I don't think that that is a secret. Uh, Devontae Adams is playing at a galactic level of production. Uh, I mean, he is simply unbelievable. You know, the difference, I told somebody the other day, the difference in Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins isn't that one is better than the other. And it's not even that one has a better quarterback than the other. It's just that one has a quarterback that trusts him at any point in time, no matter who is covering him, no matter what the what the defense is running, no matter what. Aaron Rodgers feeds Devontae Adams like he's the best receiver in the NFL. And I don't think Kyler Murray does that for DeAndre Hopkins. And so for that, give me Devontae Adams as the number one pass catcher in the league, you know, Aaron Jones, man, he's starting to come on. He had a huge 77-yard touchdown this last week, and I just I don't know that anyone in the NFC can beat the Packers right now. You know, we'll, there's still a lot of time down the stretch uh, to see, uh, but I know they're you know they haven't played the Saints this year, have they? Have, oh yeah, no, they, they did. did. The yeah, the Saints, the Saints whooped them, didn't they? No, we went, we won. It was it was really? week two, week two or three. We we won in a dominating factor because we remember we watched the game together. And, no, I uh, thought that was the one where Alvin Kamara. Made made the the Packers look silly. I don't think I think the Packers won that game. But but why why you look it up? I'll get into more about the Packers. And I think the thing too about Devontae Adams. Oh is, no, they did win. They it did was 30, win. Yeah, thirty seven to thirty. Yeah, and the thing about Devontae Adams too is Aaron Rodgers does not have a receiver too. You know, Alan Lazard, no. he's proving himself, but he still struggles. Scantling drops every pass in his direction, and they have Tanya. But you know, you can't. Have a uh, having a tight end as your number two receiver is difficult because tight ends can only do so much. But I mean, it's just happy for me to say I told y'all so because in the in the off season, everyone was saying Rodgers is done. Rodgers is never going to be the same again. Rodgers, you know, they're going to run the ball. It's all Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers is washed. He's done. He's gonna he's gonna leave the Packers. Oh my God, he's having an MVP revenge tour season. I told everybody I'm gonna find the clip of me saying it in the beginning of the year and I'm gonna post it everywhere. He's having a, he's having the best one of the best seasons that he's ever had, and hopefully we can get it done. We do struggle against over 500 teams, which is my concern. It's going to be getting into the playoffs. We have to win those games, and if we make the play or the make the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, we have to win. And it's going to be our our rough defense versus their high powered offense. So we're going to have to keep up with them and try to score as many points as they can. It's going to be really fun. Do you see any other teams in the NFC North making the playoffs? The Vikings have an outside chance. Uh, if Kirk Cousins can keep the level of play up that he has uh, in the last two or three weeks, the Vikings have an outside shot. I, I don't see it happening. You know, you've got you've got Tampa Bay, you've got the Rams, you've got the uh, the Seahawks, the Cardinals. I think those teams are better than the Vikings, but they do have a shot. Yeah, and you never even know with the Bears and the Lions. It's not over yet. They're both at five and seven. Let's say the the Vikings tank and one of those teams step up. I know the Lions have having uh, a better back half of their season, so it's all up for grabs for the for the bottom three. But the Packers, I think they have the NFC North unlocked, and they have the NFC unlocked based on how they play. 
Let's go on to the NFC South. We have the New Orleans Saints. They are, they're the first team to secure the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So the, we have the Saints at 10-2, and two, the Bucks at 7-5, and five, the Falcons at 4-8, and eight, and the Carolina Panthers at 4-8. and eight. Man, the Carolina Panthers, they've had a rough season. And the Falcons, they start off really bad, kind of came back doing their thing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, really wishy-washy. They have Tom Brady. They have one of the best-looking teams you know, on the roster, but their performance has been okay. And then you have the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill led New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is out. Taysom Hill is in. And they're surviving. They're still 10-2. They're winning the games they need to win. New Orleans beat the Falcons 21-16. Talk to me about the AFC, NFC South and uh, how you think it's going on. Well, New Orleans has got this division locked up, uh, in my opinion. I don't think Tampa Bay has shown that they can consistently win uh, enough to to be on par with the Saints. You know, the Saints embarrassed them a couple weeks ago, and so, you know, I expect that to, to keep up. I do think Tampa Bay will make the playoffs as a wild-card team. I just don't see Tom Brady missing out. You know, they've got great receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. And, and so, yeah, I think Tampa Bay kind of ends up uh, as that fifth or sixth seed. Uh, as far as the Falcons go, they're really they're they're really not as bad as their record is. They have really solid players. Uh, when Matt Ryan plays good, they win. When he plays bad, they lose. Uh, Carolina, you know, they've got Christian McCaffrey back, so let's see if they can get some wins here, kind of salvage a a disappointing season. Uh, but like I said, this is the Saints' division. They're gonna win it. Uh, Taysom Hill, Drew Brees, Jameis Winston, whoever's at quarterback, the Saints are legit. Yeah, and a lot of people were surprised with the success of Taysom Hill. You know, they wanted James Winston to go in and play quarterback. Sean Payton said, "No, we want Taysom Hill. He's been our guy for a while." How did you? How do you feel about how he's played and the successes he had? And were you surprised by how good he's doing? Well, so the first game, uh, what I saw was that Taysom Hill is not an every down quarterback. He is. A, he you know his success comes from the element of surprise that that he brings. Now this last game. This this third game, his third start, he looks like an NFL quarterback, uh, and I, so I think, you know, he's kind of maturing uh, uh, as a NFL quarterback. And I don't know, you you know, you tell me, is is Taysom Hill the next starting quarterback uh, for the New Orleans Saints with with life after Drew Brees? Man, I was just going to ask that question. I don't know. I don't think he. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I think I think they should draft somebody. I think they should pick somebody up. And Taysom Hill goes back to being that that Swiss Army knife, where he plays some tight end, plays some receiver, plays some running back. I just don't know if he has the arm strength to throw the ball around. And he's done it. And a lot of people comparing him to Michael Vick, but Michael Vick's problem was he couldn't throw as well as he could run. He Taysom, Taysom Hill is a great runner, but I don't know if he's a great passer. What do you think? Do you think he's a franchise, or do you think they're going to draft, or do you think they're going to go with Jameis Winston? Uh, well, I definitely don't think they're going to go with Jameis Winston because if they were, they already would. Have. You know what I mean? So I don't know, Dalton. They they they're three and zero with Taysom Hill. I know that. Uh, I know that they went five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater last year. So there's obviously something the Saints are doing as an organization to get these wins without their beloved Drew Brees. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I I know that Alvin Kamara is really good at football. I know that Michael Thomas is really good at football. So you know, having those guys makes your job as a quarterback easier. Uh, and so, you know, I, I would not be shocked if Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for the Saints next year. Uh, if, if that is if Drew Brees retires, and personally, I think it will this year. I think that this is Drew Brees' last year, especially if they were to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they drafted, you know, a fourth, fifth round quarterback 
uh, to, you know, kind of break in and see if he could take on the reins one day. And the final question about the New Orleans Saints is how do you think they're going to do in the playoffs? And like like we said, they, they've been winning some games. Kind of ugly. They beat uh, Atlanta 21-16. to How do you think they're going to survive with these, with these big dog teams like the Seattle Seahawks, like the Green Bay Packers? Do you think they can make a run or will they lose first round? Uh, well, they're definitely not going to lose first round, uh, and they might get the first round bye. You know, right now, if the season ends today, they would be the first seed and get the bye over the Packers. Um, I'll say this. I think it's going to be a Saints-Packers NFC Championship. I don't know who I would pick right now, but I think that those are the overwhelming best teams in the NFC. I don't I don't know what I think about the Seahawks. They've, they've kind of been disappointing of late. You know, a month ago, I said that Russell Wilson, no chance, would give up the MVP. And now, I'm saying there's no chance he wins it. So, I don't I don't know about the Seahawks. I definitely think this is the Saints and the Packers to lose. Uh, but we'll see what happens along the way. Yeah, either way, it's going to be a win-win for me because Green Bay Packers are my boys. And I picked the Saints to be in the Super Bowl in our preview episode. So, either way, I'm happy. And uh, you talk about the Seahawks. Let's get into the NFC West and the Seahawks. But the Seahawks are not number one in the division right now. It is the Rams. They're tied, but the Rams and the Seahawks are fighting both eight and four. My boys, the Arizona Cardinals at six and six, and the San Francisco 49ers at five and seven. And honestly, the way the Niners have been hit this year, five and seven is not bad. But the Rams, a big surprise for both of us. We know they were good, but we didn't think they were this good. And the Seattle Seahawks, man, they have fallen. They lost to the Giants this week. And then Arizona, they have fallen too. They lost to the Rams 38 to 28. And they lost three games in a row. Yikes. They are disappointing. They they they're six and six right now. And at one point they were six and three. Just had beaten the Seattle Seahawks, and I and I was like, man, this team's legit. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins uh, really might make some noise in the NFC this year. And now, Kyler Murray looks terrible to me. Yeah, and, and a couple weeks ago, Kyler Murray was in the MVP running. Exactly, it, it was Mahomes, Rodgers, and, and Kyler Murray. Yep. So what a surprise, a disappointing on my part because I'm so big on Arizona. And talking to me about the Rams and the Seahawks, who's going to end up winning this division? I, I don't know. I, like I just said, the Seahawks do not look as good as I thought they were a month ago. You know, and the Rams kind of have that facilitator quarterback. You know, they they look they look like a a a better version of that team that made it to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You know, they've kind of got a three headed monster in the backfield. You know, you never know which one's going to go off. Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown—they're all talented. You've got Cooper Cup. You've got Robert Woods, but that's not even the highlight of their team. The highlight of their team is Aaron Donald. Oh, man. The, set, the, the, the guy behind him that's the highlight of the team is Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey is playing football at a very high level this year. He's taken on the number one receiver for each team that he goes against and pretty much has won every bad matchup this season. Yeah, it's really it's good to see because a lot of people said he's fallen off and he wasn't as good as he was before. Look at him now doing really good things. Let me ask you this, Hump. The Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers right now. Not playoffs, not enough, not NFC Championship, but next week those two played. Who would you take, dude? Ramsey versus Devontae Adams. That's mm, what a that's matchup. a battle. That's a battle. I think that that would actually mm, really be in the Rams' favor that matchup specifically, just because of how inconsistent the second receiver has been in Green Bay. You know, and I know I talked about how he forces the ball to Devontae as he should, but Jalen Ramsey is an all-world corner. Um, I'm going to take the quarterback in this one, so give me give me the Packers. But the Rams are legit. The Rams the Rams can make some noise. They need to get hot at the right time, but if they do, 
the Rams can make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, it'd be really fun to watch Green Bay's offensive line versus Aaron Donald. Our whole line as a whole has been doing really well. Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league right now. No question. It'd be a really fun matchup. And how do you think the Seahawks season is going to end? Like you said, they've kind of disappointed, but they're still the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was the MVP for like six weeks coming up to this. This DK Metcalf. A lot of people call you know Baby Braun calling the next Calvin Johnson. They have a nice offense, and their defense is lacking. How are they going to finish out this season? They're going to finish strong. Russell Wilson is going to turn it on, uh, just like he always does. Uh, they're going to, they're going to be a playoff team. I have no doubt about that. Uh, but we'll see. You know, they, you know, it depends on who they draw in the first round. We don't. We could potentially see three NFC West playoff teams. You know, two, we could get a division winner. And then two wild cards. That that would not blow my mind. Yeah, and with how weak the NFC North is, it's definitely possible. And even the NFC South, if, if Tampa Bay keeps losing games, the NFC West could be open for all three. And I, I hope Arizona can get in there and can make that Cinderella run so I don't sound like an idiot. I, I actually, looking at it, Dalton, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that, you know, you're going to have your division winner in the West, okay? And then... We'll say the second place team and the Cardinals are going to get in, and then that other wild card is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And other than that, you know, I, I really, I guess the Vikings are the only team that 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 could maybe put a dent in that, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, and like like you said, Minnesota plays Tampa Bay this week. It's one of our pickums, so it's definitely that'll be in a very important game for that Tampa is that's Bay. a big game for both of them. Yeah. Because well, I mean, Tampa Bay seven and five, so if they lose. All of a sudden, they're seven and six, and Minnesota's seven and six, and they're both right in the mix. Yeah. So that's a huge game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really toss up. And and look, I, I'm gonna give the 49ers some credit too because you know, we're not gonna talk about them because they're not gonna make the playoffs this year. But they've had a lot of injuries. They've come back. They're doing okay. And if they can get a good, you know, they're talking about getting a quarterback, Zach Wilson. Maybe that's been the rumor. I think San Francisco is going to come back and be a really good team. They have George Kittle. They have a great defense. They have that that running offense that is very high powered. If you get a receiver and a quarterback combo, I think the Niners are going to end up being really well. And then uh, my final question before we get into our pickums, and I, I already kind of asked you this, but is Arizona going to make the playoffs? I think so. Yeah, that's what that's what I talked about with the the three teams out of the West. I think that Arizona will get that seventh or sixth seed. Um, in the wild card race, uh, but Kyler Murray is going to have to play better if they want that to happen. Now, because if it, the way things play out, there could be a chance that the Washington football team and Arizona could have the same record. If you had to put one of those two teams in, which one would you rather have? I, I'd pick the Cardinals. You know, they they have a lot better players on offense. You know, the Cardinals have some some dynamic players on defense. Uh, Washington's defense has been really really good this year with Chase Young leading the way, but. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. I mean, Kyler Murray was at once, you know, the MVP favorite. Uh, and he's not playing good right now, but I do expect him to turn it on. And I think Cliff Kingsbury would get that done. Yeah, the NFC West is going to be really fun. we got the Cardinals. We have the Seahawks. We have the Rams. And uh, we'll see who gets the number one, two, and three. And hopefully my Cardinals can get back in there and get a higher ranking spot in the playoffs. Let's roll into our pickums. We had a little bit of a longer episode, but we had a lot to talk about. We love talking about the divisions and how everything's going to play out. First one is New England at the Los Angeles Rams. We've been just talking about the Rams. Really surprising. They want to continue that run. They're in a close one with Seattle for the number one spot. They're playing New England, who, who's making a comeback. You know, they just beat the Chargers 45-0. My boy Gunnar Oseski. They have Cam Newton. He's doing well. And their defense, they put a shutout against Chargers which is a good Justin Herbert, and they have a decent offense. So who would you take in this matchup? It is at Los Angeles. So it's a Thursday night matchup, okay? So that'll, that'll be a great way to kick off the football week. Um, and I'm, I'm sticking with the hot hand Rams. Uh, I think think that they just picked up a huge win over the Arizona Cardinals this last week. And so 
Uh, I don't know. New England looks better. They look better of lately. Um, but Cam Newton is just not playing good enough for me to uh, to pick them in this one. So I'm going to go with New England. You you know, you're talking about hot hand. I'm going to stick with the hot hand of the New England Patriots. I think they're finally kind of getting their rhythm back, and they're, they're doing well. And, you know, they 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 beat a, a bad Chargers team, but we just talked about that. The Chargers, their record doesn't show how they play. But and they I, demolished a bad Chargers team. And in the NFL, a win like that, regardless of who it's against, it is a really good win. Yeah, so I, I like how New England's playing right now. And, you know, like I said, the Rams surprised me all the time, but – I just don't know if they're legit yet. I need to see this game. It's going to be a fun matchup, and I, I think uh, Cam Newton's going to get it done. So give me New England in this matchup. Next up, we have Pittsburgh at Buffalo. This is a big-time game. We have Pittsburgh just came off of a loss to the Washington football team. The Buffalo Bills need this win. Miami's creeping up on them to get that number one spot. So this is a really good matchup. Who's going to win this game? Man, this is, this is an intriguing matchup. This is probably the game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, it's in Buffalo. Pittsburgh just lost to the Washington football team. And for that, I'm going Bills Mafia. I think I think Josh Allen gets this one done and shows the NFL that he is a legit quarterback. And, yeah, I think Pittsburgh is going to drop two in a row. Wow. I'm going Pittsburgh. I think this is a revenge game they really need. They just lost to the Washington football team. They did not play very good. I think they come back and they have a great game. I think Juju has a couple. Ben Roethlisberger does really well. And I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to be what decides this. I think TJ Watt's going to be all over Josh Allen. So give me Pittsburgh in a revenge matchup. They need this to stay on top and uh, to get that loss out of their head. Next matchup, we have Denver at Carolina. Both teams have been struggling. Both teams have had some bad situations. Carolina, they have Christian McCaffrey back. Denver, they get their quarterbacks back. Who's winning this matchup at Carolina? CMC's back, and Carolina gets the win. Uh, it's it's as simple as that. I think that he is going to probably have two touchdowns in this one. I mean, he's played in three games this year, and it's absolutely gone off in all three. He's one of the best players in the NFL, and so for that, give me the Panthers. Yeah, give me the Panthers as well. Denver, losing Von Miller, that's going to be bad, especially with Christian McCaffrey being back. Von Miller's been out for the year. The defense has been struggling a little bit. I think uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to run around and uh, score a lot of points for the Carolina Panthers. Next up is a matchup we just talked about that's really important for both teams. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. They're both trying to get that final spot in the playoffs. Tampa Bay have been really wishy-washy. And then Kirk Cousins on Minnesota. He's he's had himself a little back half. He's been throwing around, yep. doing some things. Justin Jefferson in the running for Rookie of the Year. This is at Tampa Bay, though, so it could be a factor. Who are you picking for Minnesota at Tampa? Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. The Minnesota Vikings are scorching hot right now uh, from an offensive standpoint. But... I'll take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Tom Brady gets a win here. He's gonna. It's gonna be a real high-scoring game, in my opinion. Uh, and, and I see. I see the Buccaneers winning this really, this really important ball game. Yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay as well. And I think what it comes down to is that front five. I think they're going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook. I like how they play. I like Devin White at linebacker. I like Levante David at linebacker. And I think Tom Brady, he's been pretty mad about how the season's gone. He's not shaking any quarterback's hands. He's angry all the time, yelling. I like Tom Brady. I think he's competitive. And uh, I need Tampa Bay to win just to make sure that the Packers secure the NFC North. So give me Tampa Bay. And uh, I think it's going to be a win for Tom Brady and the boys. And the last matchup, and this is a big, big matchup, Baltimore at Cleveland. Cleveland just came off of a big win they needed. This is another proven matchup. Can they beat the team that they always struggle against? That's the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, on the, they also need this game because they're third place in the division. They need a couple wins to catch back up. And uh, Browns looking hot. Baltimore at Cleveland, who you have for this one? The Browns have won four games in a row, Dalton. That is not the Cleveland Browns that I know, you know? And for that... 
I, I, I just, I don't know. It's the Cleveland Browns. Let's not forget that, okay? So I'm going to go the Ravens Ooh, here. Yep, okay. I'm going to go the Ravens here. Um, listen, I'm not picking to try to beat you anymore, Dalton. I'm picking what I feel in my heart. And if I if it backfires, it backfires. But you've won to pick them. I, I, you know, I will, I will personally crown you at the end of the year. But I think the Ravens are going to win this one. I'm not going the safe pick here. Um, I, I like how Baker's played. I like that they have Nick Chubb back. Kareem Hunt is a good football player. But the Ravens are going to have to turn it on if they want a chance to make the playoffs. And I think that this is a great stepping stone, stone to move in that direction. Well, hey, maybe this is the technique you've needed this whole time to finally start beating it's me. what you've done. <laughs> Do with your heart. I'm going with my heart here, and I love Cleveland. I love Baker Mayfield. And I'm going to go with Cleveland. Now, Cleveland's defense has to step up. And I know Miles Garrett does his thing. But the Ravens' offense is very dynamic with Lamar Jackson being able to move like he does. They have Mark Andrews at tight end. They have Hollywood Brown at receiver. So I like Baltimore's offense, but I like Cleveland's offense better. I think Baker finally figured it out, and they do have that two-headed running game of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think it's going to be a really fun matchup, and I think this is another game Cleveland has to beat. There were a couple teams they had to beat. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Tennessee. They beat Tennessee. They need this one against Baltimore, and they have to beat Pittsburgh. And they'll see them in the playoffs, hopefully. So give me Cleveland. Give me Baker. I'm on that train, and I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. And that's our episode for the week. We had a lot to talk about, a lot of cool things, division, how the playoffs are going to work for college football, even some high school football. So, Humph, what are your final words before we end this episode out? It's getting down to the nitty-gritty, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the NFL is coming right down to the end. It's getting to be playoff time. Fantasy football, playoffs are in full swing. College football is getting into conference championship season. We'll get into bowl season here in a couple weeks. And then college football playoff time. So I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's almost the holiday season. So uh, hug your family tight and uh, get on the couch and watch some football. Yeah, it's been really exciting with all these uh, close matchups. You know, all it comes down to a couple games for college football. And even in the NFL, there's some games that could decide everything, change the whole thing. So we're excited to keep following that and keep you all updated. And we have fantasy. We're getting the playoffs. We're getting. The, we're going to win some championships in fantasy football. We're going to win some championships and pick them. And the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. We love it. We love everything. We, uh, we're going to see you all next week, and we hope you enjoy the episode.